into the contest. It's Thursday the 10th of March and welcome to Afternoon Sport. It's Shad Wicker here joined by co-host Shane Lee. Shane, you're in a you're in a weird situation this morning though. <laughs> um, for some reason sitting at a bar at this time already. <laughs> well, uh, let's put that in perspective. I'm sitting at my bar at home only because <laughs> we have um, a power outage. Uh, I think due to the floods down in Manly yesterday, mate. So <laughs> the power's out, so I couldn't go into my studio at home. So I'm sitting at my bar. I tell you what, I'm staring at a Negroni right now. I could see, I could see the gin. I could see the Campari. I could see the Cinzano. Or oh, might, might, might be a bit too early. I thought they say the safest place during a natural disaster is your bathroom, but yours seems to be where the liquor cabinet <laughs> is, mate. <laughs> I'll probably following the bathroom very soon, but anyway, but uh, hopefully I don't drink too much. Uh, well, if we start hearing the word slurring a bit later on, the show. We'll wrap it up early, mate. Um, Today's show, we'll have to get into it in a moment. We're going to be talking cricket, tennis, and huge news out of the NFL as well uh, over the last two days uh, here on Afternoon Sport. John O'Brien is a legend of Australia's beer industry. In 2003, he dreamed of producing a great-tasting beer that could be enjoyed by everyone, free from the ill effects of mass-produced wheat and barley. John began a brewing journey blending unique aromas and flavours offered by ancient grains such as sorghum and millet. He perfected recipes over time which have led to 40 local and international awards, including three gold medals at the Australian International Beer Awards, a gold medal at the Indies and a silver medal at the Beer World Cup. Proudly 100% Aussie-owned, made in Ballarat, O'Brien Beer is Australia's most awarded gluten-free beer and widely available around Australia through major retailers and online at rebellionbrewing.com.au. O'Brien Beer, the beer that loves your back. Uh, we'll turn ourselves to basketball to kick things off, Shano. Now, $26 million Simmons is costing the Brooklyn Nets, and uh, he's yet to play with the Nets, but he's going to be dangling uh, as a bit of bait for the Philadelphia fans when they roll on in there uh, this week. Mate, so the Nets take on the Sixers today, I think, mate, and uh, he won't, he'll be sitting on the bench. Um, so I'm sure, I'm sure in front of a Philly crowd, mate, he's going to absolutely cop it. I'll tell you what, because he's, uh, he's trying to recoup some of that money that he's lost, obviously, not being able to play, well, mm. not allowing himself to play for... Uh, for the 76ers. As a Brooklyn Nets fan, we're not paying you $26 million to get splinters in your ass. Like, let's get you on the court and actually do something that's important for the team. Um, do you feel like he's going to be back, play- he's going to be playing soon or what? Because he's taking his sweet-ass time. He is, mate. I, look, I think being back on the bench, that's a good sign. Um, he's getting closer to, to getting on the court. Um, but I was saying only the other week, Paddy Mills seems to be investing a lot of personal time into, um, mm. into Ben. And um, I hope that doesn't take away from, from Paddy's game because he's been having a, a real bumper season. Mm. Um, but he only scored one point last game. So maybe uh, all this sort of putting his arm around Ben Simmons might be detracting from his own game as well. So hopefully not. But look, I think he's getting close to getting back on the court, mate. Well, the Nets need him back on the court because at the moment they are in a yeah. dangerous situation where they might not even make the play-in game for the playoffs. So mm. they are in free fall. Although they did have a good uh, good game earlier this week where Kyrie Irving hit 50 points off 19 shots. So, I mean, <laughs> if they can get that every week, that might, uh, might not even need Simmons to get back on the court. Um, the big one... Actually, over in the US, though, isn't to do with basketball. The NFL is in the off-season at the moment, and uh, a whole bunch of dominoes fell overnight with Aaron Rodgers confirming that he's going to stay at the Packers for a big amount of money. Well, yes, he say he's returning to the Green Bay Packers, um, but McPhee's come out and said that he's agreed to a fourth-year $275 million contract uh, with a guaranteed yeah. $208 million. Uh, Rodgers has come back out and said, look, I have agreed 
to staying with the Packers, but I haven't agreed to uh, a contract yet. So a bit of argy-bargy there and a bit of, um, I suppose, brinkmanship from, from both sides. Mate, I'll tell you what, like Aaron Rodgers just loves having his name still in the news. This is like a two-year, mm. two years in a row we've had to deal with Aaron Rodgers' contract, but one team that was supposed to be in the hunt for him has finally gone, nah, enough is enough. He signed that deal, or whether he signed it or not, it's been reported that way, and the Denver Broncos have gone and got themselves a new quarterback at a huge trade. They got Russell Wilson from the Seattle Seahawks. Um, of course, Wilson won a, won a Super Bowl with them. The trade package was absolutely massive. Russell Wilson goes to the Broncos uh, along with a fourth-round pick, and then the Seahawks get two first-round picks, two second-round picks, a fifth-round pick, and three players, including their quarterback, uh, from the Broncos. Massive moves are happening. And then literally this morning, we've had uh, the Indianapolis Colts also making a move. Quarterback Carson Wentz going to the Washington Commanders, Mm. the newly named football team. Lots of stuff is happening in the NFL, which is kind of surprising. You don't see these many quarterbacks make this much news in one off-season. No, and I think it's due to the recent investment from the Amazons of the world have come in. There's a lot of money floating around in the NFL and uh, a lot of players, hence, are, are seeing their opportunity to, to make the most. The, the Wilson contract was reported to be in excess of $400 million, which is ridiculous. Yeah, crazy. If, when he re-signs, it'll be huge. Aaron Rodgers' contract will make him the highest year-to-year salary player in NFL history. So mm. people are expecting uh, Wilson to be trying to ask for the same amount, if not more. Um, but you know what it is, mate? It's because the Super Bowl champions this year, uh, the the Rams, they mortgaged their future. They traded all those picks. Yep to get Matt Stafford and they won. The Buccaneers did a similar thing in terms of they went, we're going to go and we're going to get a great quarterback and then they won. So I think all these teams are going, picks can be a gamble. Mm. But if we can get, a, if we think we can win now, let's get the guy in the under center that can uh, take us to the promised land. So we'll have to see what happens with the Broncos. Very tough division though. That division's got Pat Mahomes, Russell Wilson. Uh, we've got yeah. the up and coming rookie Herbert as well and Derek Carr. It is going to be a hard one to win. It's going to be an interesting year next year. Let's turn to cricket. West Indies, Andrew uh, <laughs> Dotton has done an absolute screamer at the World Cup. Mate, she has taken an absolute screamer. Now I was watching, I was only watching this match uh, yesterday and uh, I can't remember the girl who was at first slip, but she dropped an absolute sitter. And that's one thing I would say uh, with the women with the cricket, that they're, while their batting and bowling's been is improving out of sight, their slip fielding hasn't been that great. And literally, two balls later, Deandra Dotton, she's got a backward gully, has dived left hand, full strength, like a, like a goalkeeper, and plucked one out of the sky. So she showed me that I don't know anything about cricket, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, how many have you taken in your time, you reckon? Plenty. Well, I think I've got the second most catches ever for New South Wales. So there, there you go, mate. That, that's a few. Oh. Someone, someone only told me that yesterday. Yeah, right. Any favourites? <laughs> uh, well, I'll tell you one that wasn't a favourite. I Mark Taylor asked us um, many years ago, with going through our batting and bowling, he was a captain. And I said stupidly after 42 first-class matches that I'd never dropped a catch. And then sure enough, second ball of that game, I was at first slip and uh, I dropped an absolute sitter uh, <laughs> off Greg Blewett on zero and he got 202. So... <laughs> I shut my mouth. Oh, yeah, wow. I shut my mouth up there, oh. <laughs> Hey, um, let's uh, talk talk about shutting your mouth. I mean, uh, a fiery altercation usually happens in the boxing ring, but um, it kind of moved outside of the ring for two Aussies. Isaac Hardman and Michael Zarafa, uh, they sort of caught up in a cafe. So their fight's not until April 20, I think. And um, so they've sort of 
it was um, Isaac Hardman had uh, gone over to shake hands, and Zarafa's put one straight in his chin. So he's grabbed him around the neck. So it was a real full-on scuffle. This wasn't a PR stunt either because it's only footage from the restaurant. Um, so there was no cameras or even phones ready for it. So it's no PR stunt. These guys hate each other. So that fight on the 20th of April is going to be an absolute cracker. Yeah, mate. That's crazy. That just yeah. to see it happen in a cafe is intense. I mean, the weigh-in will just be interesting enough. Well, imagine sitting in a cafe and you get your bloody cappuccino knocked over you because these two idiots are having a go at each other. But, uh, yeah, the weigh-in's going to be good when when they go face-to-face, mate. I'll be... Uh, I'll be definitely tuning in for this one. Yeah. Well, I mean, let's go from boxing to maybe something a little bit lighter. But um, slap fighting makes our news <laughs> this afternoon. You got, you got to say about this? Well, slap fight, let, let's put that into context. This is Arnold Schwarzenegger um, has add, <laughs> added this to the uh, Arnold Sports Festival and um, where they basically stand in front of each other and they take turns of slapping each other across the face. Now, I don't know whether this is Arnold Schwarzenegger wanting to use a line from Kindergarten Cop when a guy loses his teeth, you know, spit it down, spit it down now. (laughs) (laughs) These guys stand there and just whack each other and they hit each other that hard. Like, guys get knocked out um, hitting each other across the side of the face. And the girls do it as well. So it's it's a. It's insane because you watch it. You see the videos online and you're kind of like, look, half of the. It's it's just an open hand punch, most of them. It is. Like, it's just an outrageous hook. I don't understand it. No. (laughs) I don't understand it. We'll take a short break because. Up next, we're going to be chatting NRL, AFL, and more. Let's have a look at AFL, the season kicking off. Um, Sydney Swans have uh, made a big extension uh, coming up for Lance Franklin. Well, potentially, mate. So we all know Lance Franklin signed a nine-year deal with the Sydney Swans for $10 million total contract. Um, he's currently sitting on 9.95 goals. Uh, and hopefully against GWS in the first game uh, Saturday week, he will kick his 1,000th goal, which puts him in sort of rarefied air. Um, but he's really, really fit. He had his, he had a fairly decent season last year too. He played 18 games last season, uh, kicked 51 goals. So he's definitely not really coming off off, off the uh, the back end of his contract. Um, so yeah, they they may extend his contract for one one or two more years at least. I think. Yeah, crazy interesting signing for uh, Bobby Franklin. It's crazy he's got so many goals when you kind of really associate injury and missed games with him. Yeah, <laughs> well, he's definitely missed a lot of games. Well, not a lot of games. He's missed quite a few games in the last sort of five seasons, off and on. But they're really managing him um, really well in the preseason, mm. and his training regime is very different to a lot, a lot of other guys. Um, but the last few seasons, yeah, he's had less and less injuries, um, and he's apparently really, really fit this year. Mm. So he's really looking for a, a bumper season, and he's potentially not his penultimate, but um, look, he may get signed for another one or two years, as I said. Yeah, there we go. Well, uh, let's turn to uh, what I consider one of the greatest games at all. It's uh, NRL. Uh, this year's Women's State of Origin match is going to be played on a different ground to the uh, Men's State of Origin. Canberra, yeah. the most boring city in the country, <laughs> finally gets some excitement. <laughs> well, they get the Women's State of Origin. It's at GIO Stadium in Canberra. Um, don't forget that the Women's State of Origin was launched at North Sydney Oval in 2018. Yeah. Uh, but in 2022, they'll play down in Canberra. So the girls will be uh, looking for a big match there. And, um, mate, I don't know if you've watched any of the, the, the Women's State of Origin, but it is fiery. It's bloody good to watch. Mate, I used to, um, I used to do ground announcements for the NTRL. Um, when I was living in Darwin. Right. And I tell okay. you what, the NTRL final was one of the most brutal games of rugby league I've ever watched. Wow. Well, mate, it was insane. Uh, there was a lot of send-offs. How many tries did you score, Shad? Uh, mate, not me. I would have got brutalised <laughs> if I were trying to run out there. Jesus. Um, you know what I saw? Um, I saw one... 
one of the wingers, absolute flyer, like just screaming down the sideline to go for a try. And it was against Brothers. I think I'm trying to think who the other team was that was playing against Brothers. But uh, one of the girls from Brothers was obviously too slow, wasn't going to be able to catch this uh, mm. this winger. So she just reached out and no lie, grabbed her by the ponytail. Oh, geez. And I watched the legs go up in the air, smacked back down, and then a brawl ensued and three players were sent off. Wow. <laughs> it was an intense final, mate. It was unbelievable. Uh, look, let's talk about some uh, team lists at the moment with the late mail for this week. Uh, Jesse Bromwich is out. He is out, mate, uh, for the Tigers match due to a, being a close contact of COVID. Um, and then you've got AJ Brimson from the Titans who has – a lot of niggles from, from the preseason, so he's out as well. Mm. And then if you look at uh, Penrith, mate, Cleary's probably going to be out for maybe rounds one, two, and three. Cleary being missing is an interesting one, I feel, because, um, you know, I thought he was all fine heading into the final last year. So if that's the same shoulder or... Yeah, it is. It's the same shoulder, mm. same injury. Um, it's not as bad, but they're just taking precautionary um uh, measures so make sure he's there at the end of the season. But uh, yeah, I think he'll come back for the um, for the South game, which is uh, the the replay of the the final from last year. Yeah, there you go. And also, um, interesting stuff with the Broncos. Um, they're going to have four debutants this week because it's not exactly the start Jeez. of the season they wanted. Um, obviously, Adam Reynolds is out. I've been uh, told when it comes to the Reynolds story, um, he isn't that bad. They are, uh, in terms of uh, COVID symptoms and whatnot, it is literally them just going, we want him to be at full health um, into the year. Interesting story about the Bronx as well when it comes to the COVID thing, because obviously we know the NRL has put the onus on the clubs this year Mm -hmm. and are like, hey, you need to keep your your players fit. A big, uh, big percentage of the Broncos team has already contracted COVID at some point over the last, you know, off-season and whatnot. So when you take that into account, you kind of go, okay, well, a lot of these players should be ready to roll in terms mm. of uh, getting in trouble throughout the year when it comes to COVID. So um, their protocols are pretty strict there at the Bronx. So I think it's going to be a bit of a case the first half of this season, who can keep the most players on the field with these protocols still being so strict. Yep. Yeah, I agree. And I think, look, under Kevin Wallace, it just feels like, like how many players has he debuted under his tenure as coach already? Like, oh, I heard about it. It's been about 150, hasn't it? <laughs> mate, it's insane. It's insane. And when you think that, like, his first kind of coaching with the Broncos was, you know, when Sammy was in the youth competition, like Sammy yeah. Friday. So yeah. It's kind of like, um, I don't know, he's been extended as well. So it'll be interesting to see. Uh, I think the Broncos have basically said, all right, you've got your team now. So now you get two cracks at it and we'll see what Mm. happens. Uh, And the Raiders, I love this. I love it when uh, the Wags get involved in the runnings of a club. Um, And good (laughs) honour, I reckon. (laughs) One partner of a Raiders player has taken exception to him not being selected in the team this week. (laughs) So her name is Kate Ford uh, and she's the uh, girlfriend of the Raiders star Ryan Sutton, um, who hasn't been named in the round one. And she's just uh, put a picture uh, picture up of herself and him, uh, her dressed in a lovely <laughs> ball dress, and uh, and and the team sheet, and then the quote that says, "I thought the fashion industry was bitchy." <laughs> <laughs> Mate, I love it. Good on you, I Kate. love it. Yeah, yeah, keep it going. Oh man, he is also. They're running a risk there. The Raiders, they're, they're going to lose that. I reckon a few players are going to be leaving the Raiders again this year. I'm just going to put that out there. Mate, you imagine when he gets home from training, he says, "For fuck's sake, Kate, <laughs> stop posting that shit." <laughs> <laughs> Mate, that is unreal. Uh, <laughs> looking uh, to F1 at the moment, and obviously the big uh, news worldwide has uh, not missed the sport as well. 
Yes, mate. Well, it's the Russian hush driver, uh, Nikita, uh, what's his name? Maz- Maz- Mazepin. Uh, Nikita Mazepin? Mazepin, yeah. Uh, was dumped after invasion into the U- Ukraine. So uh, we-, we spoke about this briefly, but he's definitely been dumped from the whole team. And then Bernie Eccleston's come out rubbishing uh, the Russian sanctions, particularly on the Russian Grand Prix, saying this has nothing to do with, with the war. There's no war in Russia. And then banning sporting events won't make Putin change what he's doing. So Bernie Eccleston's saying continue continue on and, and keep keep all sporting sports uh, events in place. Yeah, I think that opinion only comes through because of the money you got, mate. <laughs> like, like, yeah, that's right. I, I totally agree. <laughs> Sorry, Bernie, but how about you shut up? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, wait, wait, it wouldn't be afternoon sport without a bit of, oh, like, probably poor use of words here, but a bit of a war story from you, Shane, eh? Well, mate, so I thought I'd thought talk about, uh, you're talking about uh, young Kate Ford, who's um, sort of getting involved in her husband's, uh, <laughs> husband's work and speaking out against the coach, Ricky Stewart. Mm. It reminded me of um, Michael Bevan playing a game for New South Wales. And Michael Bevan, when he used to get out, used to go on this thing called a Bev attack. And that's when he used to just swear his head off uh, profusely. He hated getting out. Mm. And he was basically coming through the members where old people were sitting and he was dropping dropping a lot of F-bombs. Well, his new girlfriend or then wife at the time, Tracy, mm. uh, wasn't happy with all these expletives. So he based, she basically went to the change room door and old Merv Serres, who was our room attendant, said to her, Tracy, you can't come inside. And she said, get out of my way. Oh, I'll hit you too. <laughs> and then Michael Bevins heard that his wife's coming into the change room. So he ran and hid and locked himself in the toilet with his career gear on. <laughs> and she's giving him a dressing down. It was one of the great signs. I think I was getting ready to go into bat next and she just stormed past me in a change room. I'm half naked. She wasn't looking at me. She was going straight for her husband's throat and she gave him a dressing down. Let's just say Michael behaved a lot better after that. I love that. I love that so much. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, they're no longer together. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it for Afternoon Sport today. So make sure you hit follow and subscribe wherever you listen. And a big thank you to our sponsors before we go. Yeah, fantastic sponsors in O'Brien Beer, mate. It's the beer that loves your back, Shad. Yeah, oh, mate, that's great. Well, uh, of course, uh, Tim will be back real soon. Shane, it's been a pleasure, mate. I'll catch you tomorrow. See you tomorrow. See you guys. Take care.